Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Grace. And this is the Porous Gallery Podcast. Episode four with Max Kappas. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Well. Uh, okay, introduction's done. Worst, <laughs> the, the worst part's yeah. over. Yeah, introductions <laughs> are done. We don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> so I guess first off, yeah, we met at Intertown Pub. Correct. It's my favorite bar in Chicago. Uh, it was the first bar I ever got drunk at when I was 18. And my buddy was working there. Oh. Oh, nice. And yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I guess I shouldn't say I was 18, but whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't really, they're not going to come yeah, after yeah, you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I love that bar. And uh, I have some friends who work there. Is yeah. it Innertown Pub, uh, for those who don't know, is like an arts bar? So originally, my understanding is um, the old owner who bought in the 80s, it was kind of a seedy bar. And mm. so he kind of kicked a lot of that crowd out of there because he wanted to change it. And the neighborhood hated the bar because, um, yeah, it was home to a lot of seediness. And okay. um, so what he figured is that he would make the sign say home to the arts because it would be tougher for the neighborhood to hate on the bar. Um, the idea was that, well, if artists are moving into your neighborhood, it's becoming a safer place. So it was originally a marketing scheme. And oh. then what ended up happening is there actually were a group of art students that were coming in there a lot. And the reason for all that decoration is that he, these art students would come in and he'd take them to flea markets. And they would pick out stuff for the bar and he would buy it. So that's where all those weird decorations come from. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, yeah. And so I curate the art shows there. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it's kind of become, it says on the sign, home to the arts, which again, <laughs> was a marketing scheme, but it's actually become kind of that. Yeah, it's a really great place. Mm -hmm. How does the process of curating an art show there work? Well, we have basically one wall um, that's spotlit. Um, Things I kind of have to take into account is that there is a lot of art and antiques already all around the bar. And so really keeping that in mind when I'm selecting work and not overcrowding the walls. Mm -hmm. And yeah. yeah, that back wall is just spotlit. So none of the other artwork in the bar is spotlit except for the featured work. Um, our next artist is uh, Will Mernian. And he's going to have some photos up and he's selling a book out of the bar. And he, uh, we have a back TV by the pool table. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You've guys seen that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so I figured we should do, we could do video art there too. So Will does video art as well. So we're going to be streaming a video and looping that mm -hmm. in the back of the bar. Um, and that show will be up until January actually. So it's going to run for a while. Oh, nice. How long, um, like, how long do you, in advance, prepare? For the shows? Yeah, for the shows. Um, usually about a month. Like a month? Yeah. I mean, it varies. Um, this is only our second show, and the past two have been good friends of mine. Um, mm. And that's not coming from a place of nepotism, just functionally. It's... A lot easier um, to work with people that I know and trust and have like a dialogue with. Mm -hmm. um, I have an artist in um, 
based in San Francisco that we're going to be showing in January. And so we've already started the dialogue about what she might be doing. Mm -hmm. Um, so it really varies from show to show, but yeah. So there isn't like a call for submissions process. Really, it's just sort of like selected. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's kind for of, now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For right mm -hmm. now, um, I'm just working with people that I know well. It's just it's such a specific space, mm -hmm. and um, I really like like I think artists really need to be aware of like how those shows function mm -hmm. just on one wall basically and yeah. um there's some like technical uh there's like a technical side like the wall is really soft so we have to hang things in very peculiar ways mm -hmm. there's a lot <laughs> of like boring technical stuff that we have to work through yeah and uh yeah that's easier again with like friends and will works at the bar um mm -hmm. and so he's well aware oh yeah. is that who is that who we met I think we were playing pool with Will. Oh. Oh, yeah. yeah He's yeah. a good pool player. Yeah. 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 Totally destroyed us. Yeah. He got really good really fast. It was actually really annoying. Complete <laughs> fucking pool shot. Yeah. Like, I used to be able to just whoop his ass, and now, now he can beat me pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. Yeah. I was making crazy shots. Still, still lost. Yeah. Yeah. You're so good at, at pool. <laughs> fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, so you're not from you're not from Chicago. No, I'm from uh, northern New Jersey, a place called Hoboken. Oh, Hoboken. I've heard of that place before. Yeah, so I grew up around the river, um, and then my dad lives in New York, and then my mom lives in Hoboken. So mm -hmm. I kind of grew up between there and the city, and then I went to high school in the city, um, mm. and I moved to Chicago in fall of 2017. Mm -hmm. So five years ago. Five years ago. Yeah. Why that sudden, like, why was that sudden move? Oh, for college. Just, I went to SAIC. Okay. Um, and I wanted to get out of New York, basically. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really want to be on a coast, I guess. Yeah. I feel like those are kind of the only places I'd really visited mm -hmm. on the coasts. Mm -hmm. And I kind of wanted to escape coastal bias in general. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. When, when did you graduate? I graduated in 2021, spring of 2021. So oh. how was like, how was that like in the middle of COVID then? If you're just. So I actually, it was actually okay for me. Okay. Um, we, my roommate and I, when COVID first hit in the beginning of 2020, mm -hmm. we were in um, our painting program and we weren't allowed in any of the buildings. And we didn't have a studio space at home. Um, so there was a gallery called OK Gallery um, in Bridgeport. And they basically told us, they were like, we can't have shows. So if you guys want to use this place as your studio, you can. And they really gave us a really good deal. Okay. So we got, we got, uh, yeah, we got hooked up. Oh, you and truly excelled then. What's that? <laughs> you truly excelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, definitely socially it was rough. It was just me and my roommate yeah. every day in there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and then after that, once my senior year of college hit, it was fall of 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And by then they had the studios back open. And so 
a lot of people were a just took time off and a lot of other people were doing were working remotely and just painting from different studios so we yeah. kind of had a lot of the space to ourselves mm-hmm. um, and it was like really quiet i actually had a pretty productive senior year in a lot of ways because of it i mean i would have liked more face time with teachers but the professors mm-hmm. really did a great job like accommodating us so yeah i know a lot of students had a Poor experience? Did you guys have a poor experience during COVID? Uh, I don't know. I wouldn't say that I necessarily had a poor experience. Um, school-wise. Yeah, school-wise. Just, yeah, yeah. yeah. School, school-wise, that's what I'm talking about. Um, because I was, I mean, it was, uh, it was kind of tricky. I wasn't in anything like, like painting or, or sculpture or anything. It was in a printmaking and um, new media. Uh, so a lot of new media stuff I could do from home. Um, and also that, that studio space, um, was just sort of like a, like a portable thing, like on the school campus. Um, so you could just walk in there at any time and there was only a finite amount of students in there. Um, but a lot of my new media stuff I could do at home and then printmaking, um, we were still allowed to come into the studio because we fucking had to be there. Yeah. You can't, you can't like, you can't do you can't do acid etching at home. Right, it's just right. not. It's yeah. just not possible. You're gonna burn a hole in your bathtub. Yeah. Um, so that was fine. And then it kind of it cleared up a lot by the time I got into um, the the winter semester that sure. starts in January. Um, so yeah, that was. Um, I wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. Surprisingly, I yeah. could still do a lot of studio work because they made a lot of concessions for printmaking in specific. They were like, "Yeah, you have to be here." So yeah, there was also <laughs> nothing else to do. Yeah, but make work. <laughs> like, I, I, yeah. Yeah. Boards were closed. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, mine was. Mine was kind of okay. I took a year off. Okay. I was in between, in between grad and undergrad, so I was like. The only bummer I had really was I was supposed to go to New York to visit, uh, like a like a school trip basically, and that was like the first thing that shut down was New York, the first city that shut down. Right. Other than that, it was okay. Yeah. We just had as soon as I entered grad school, uh, we were sort of back up. We just have to wear masks. Be careful. Mine, mine was okay. Yeah, similar situation and now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time, by the time like the the winter, twenty twenty two semester at my school um, in undergrad, like we were just back in class, just had to wear masks, um, and I wasn't even in I wasn't in printmaking classes at that point in time anymore either. Right. So it was just I didn't even need to go to the studio anyways because I was doing a bunch of new media stuff that it was like I don't need this I don't need this space. Sure. In the ass end of campus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But how do you, so how do you like Chicago in terms of what you do in like your, your artwork, um, the audience, studios, galleries, things like that? Sure. I love Chicago. I feel like, um, Chicago art scene gets described as tight knit all mm-hmm. the time. And I felt like once I graduated last year, like I really started to feel that sense of community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was definitely like a little intimidating when I started going to gallery openings in undergrads. Um, just like when you're 19 and you don't know anyone and 
you know, it's nice to go openings now and, you know, to kind of feel that sense of community. I mean, you see your teachers there, or old teachers and mm -hmm. students that you went to school with. And um, people generally just treat you like peers. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, there's no, I don't think I've, I've had very few experiences where I felt like anyone was like pulling rank or something like that mm -hmm. in terms of career success. I mean, mm. it seems like everyone's pretty much in it for the right reasons. So in that sense, I love Chicago. Would you say that it's different than the coasts in that aspect? Because I have no idea. Yeah. Being, being from Canada, like the art scene is, seems to be quite different up there than it does here. Yeah. I honestly don't know because I left um, New York when I was 18. Mm -hmm. I wasn't going to any gallery openings back then. Mm -hmm. And when I go back, um, I generally don't end up going to openings. Um, and like I was in LA a few months ago and it didn't seem that wildly different to me. Um, yeah, I don't think I, 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 I'm, I'm too much of an authority on it, but <laughs> in my experience, it's not that different. Um, but yeah, I've had a really good experience here in the past year going to galleries and people have been really warm and yeah. So we don't, we don't, we sort of just got here yeah, <laughs> basically. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I have, what I've heard is that there's a lot of like uh, apartment galleries. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, how, do you go to those often? Like the only one I know of is Sulk. That's the, um, main one I go to yeah. mm -hmm. and that one that doesn't even really feel like an apartment gallery no. like you wouldn't even realize that she was living there <laughs> yeah. besides the fact that there's a kitchen and yeah. it's in an apartment building yeah. but um yeah there's a I think a strong sense of DIY is the other thing you'll hear a lot mm -hmm. about Chicago mm -hmm. um of apartment galleries definitely Sulk is my favorite Sulk, yeah. Sulk's a great gallery that's the only one that I've been to and I have also been told over and over again about like the you know, history of alternative spaces <laughs> yeah. in Chicago. Um, and where I'm from, Edmonton, there's like, they don't, they don't do that. They don't do that here, not sorry. For, not for visual arts, but for music in Edmonton, that is definitely, definitely sure. the case. Like there's a lot of like infamous houses that host a bunch of like um, music. Um, and those are those are insane but visual arts is not really not really a thing there's like five five good galleries that are not um the actual uh alberta art gallery sure um, has it been a nice contrast moving here yeah it's a it's a lot it's a lot different here than than up there yeah <laughs> it's an interesting contrast yeah uh to say the least there's a lot more going on here which is nice hmm yeah, I haven't been to a basement gallery or a garage gallery yet. Garage gallery, an alley gallery. Yeah, yeah, alley gallery. I remember, do you guys know Jargon Projects? No. no. That's a great gallery. You guys should check that out. Um, they used to be in a garage. And then oh. uh, I think they had maybe two shows or something mm -hmm. in the garage. And they got a space now. But Where is the space? It's uh, 3310 <laughs> North Milwaukee <laughs> Avenue, Suite 202. Oh, okay. I know that. You know that. Right. <laughs> Just letting you know that I know that. You you know that. I now. did not have to look that up. <laughs> and okay. What are you most interested right now <laughs> in? Oh. Like in terms of your 
work or current series or, or something? Well, I think, uh, kind of a big tension in my work is, um, between a desire to make, um, more autobiographical work, um, while still I kind of lean towards maybe like a more pop or graphic sensibility. Mm-hmm. And so the tension between something being personal and pop is, um, kind of, a yeah, it's kind of at like the crux of my practice. Um, I feel like I'm moving further away from that pop sensibility and really start to care more about making autobiographical work. And that's mostly been happening through photographs that I take of my friends mm-hmm. um, or family or just photos I take throughout the day. I go on a lot of walks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And during my walks, I take a lot of photos and they're just iPhone photos and I print them and draw or paint on top of them. Um, okay. And that's kind of a way of like activating the photos. It seems like maybe that's a way of infusing meaning. I mean, obviously the photos have meaning to me from the get, but the desire to share that seems activated through me drawing or painting on them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so like the ones that we looked at on, I guess the, like in the most recent ones, sure. you can say, um, off of Instagram is the, like your, what is it? Like you're walking up, uh, is it that you that's walking? That's my dad. That's your dad. Yeah. So I guess like, like those three that we saw, um, we got sort of like the same kind of read off of, and we're interested in like what you feel, <laughs> how we read them. Yeah. Uh, it's more like a, like a, like a morning, like a morning dew. Yeah. Like I said, like a, like a dewy contemplated morning walk yeah. with the coffee, like post coffee. Of all of them or of uh, a specific like, one? That's like just the general. Your most recent ones. Yeah. I think you, that's probably right. I mean, <laughs> that's probably, yeah, that's probably right. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. I, the first thing, so when I was at SAIC, my routine was kind of Especially once we got the studios back, the idea of like waking up and just leaving the house was really exciting. And during mm-hmm. COVID, I just started doing that when I was in school, like up and out. That's the first thing I do is just leave the house. Mm-hmm. Like I do not make coffee for myself here. I mm-hmm. just go and grab one and then go to the studio. Mm-hmm. And then once I graduated, I no longer had that. Um, I paint um, in my apartment uh, here. And that was kind of... Um, that was kind of a puzzle. I had to figure out how to do that because it was just a different routine, mm-hmm. not to mention like graduating and not being in school for the first time in, let's see, like 18 years or something, <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> it's like my whole life in school. And so kind of the way that I, something that helped me was just waking up and going for walks in the morning. So mm-hmm. I walk from, I'm in Ukrainian village and I walk to like Humble Park. That's generally my walk, and I see a lot of uh, a lot of strange like garden statues. I don't even know yeah. what the correct terminology is for those, but like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, there's stuff like that I'm drawn to, and then I think the flip side of where I'm, I think I'm going to start going is like making work about like my friends and I. Like I did a lot of portraits of my friends, but mm-hmm. um, I've been wanting to make some that are more like documenting mm-hmm. us going out at night. 
documenting. Uh, do you seem? Do you feel like it's like you want to create a memory out of this imagery, or is this more just like a like this was what was happening in the moment type of feeling while you're like etching these out? Sure. Um, I feel like for me, it's when it comes to making work, I have um, like I really want to make work about what's happening in my life, like right now. Yeah. Like whether it's trite or not. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I guess to answer your question more directly, um, actually, I don't know if I have a good answer for that. I mean, I don't know where the impulse comes from. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, I know I used to make in undergrad, a lot of my imagery was based on things I just thought were cool. Mm -hmm. And then it became really hard to make work just based on imagery of stuff I thought was cool. Like I want, I needed more meaning because mm -hmm. it was materially getting to a point where it was laborious yeah and it was hard for me to really push through that without some like once i was more invested in the imagery it became easier to kind of keep making work um and then i went really far that way and i wouldn't make work about anything that didn't feel like important or weighty to me mm -hmm. yeah and so i didn't make that much work mm -hmm. um and now i feel like i'm striking kind of a balance um so some of those newer ones, um, they are kind of just, I'm, uh, kind of realize what they're about through making them. Mm. Um, and it doesn't have to be weighty. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the ones that I feel like don't really mean much end up, I realize what their meaning is. And then sometimes I have a sense of what they're about and I get wrong. Mm-hmm through making it i'm like oh that's not what that was about it was mm. about something else mm -hmm. it's really hard to talk about this stuff because <laughs> just it sounds very it's very abstract i guess but i don't know yeah no i mean that's that's similar to my process a little bit where like i'll i'll start something and then like through making it um and like the way in which i go about making it and the materials that i use it becomes um yeah something else like oh yeah now i get it yeah yeah I was like, like i didn't know why i was making this at first but now that i'm like halfway done and these like decisions that i have uh made out of almost out of necessity um now i understand what the fuck i was trying to talk about sure <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's right yeah um do you want to talk about like what you're doing with that piece right there mm -hmm. with the over the shoulder oh, sunset yeah um so that's my it's a photo of my friend jake and yeah. he's uh i'm in the passenger seat and he's driving and he's looking out the window at a sunset it's um so and that was uh, a photo i took in mississippi mm -hmm. on our last day when we were uh or was our last night mm -hmm. um and we were driving back up well, I can't drive. So he drove us all the way. God bless him. I was just moral support in the car. You got this. You got this, pain Jake. That's, yeah. like, that's like me on road trips. And be like, do you want to go on a road trip? I have a learner's license and I'm scared to drive on the highway. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I have driven a car once and then I chase pigeons around the parking lot like a fucking child. So I, yeah. But, um, yeah, that was like, um, I've done a different version of that painting using the same image. Um, 
and I did that a year and a half ago and I kind of, I want to do it again. I think I could do it better. Mm. Maybe. Um, yeah. Like Jake and I lived together for a long time and he moved out a year ago uh. and he's also moving to LA soon, I believe. Mm. And him and I lived together for a long time. Yeah. It's like a change in dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I've been thinking about that and that piece, that trip was like, was like really a strong bookmark or something in time of where, or that image is like a good, uh, indicator of what things were like then mm-hmm. with me and him. Oh, okay. It was like a really good time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we became really close after that trip. So does that make sense? That yeah. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. Um, it's, uh, when, yeah, because when I am looking at it right now, and to me, it's an image, I don't know, it's an image that feels like really familiar to me because I'm from the prairies. Sure, yeah. Um, I know Mississippi, not necessarily prairie. Yeah. But, I used to live in Missouri as well. Kind of looks like that. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, any 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 fucking flatland, Rural. middle of yeah. nowhere looks like that. <laughs> yes. Is, that's part of the reason why, you know why I think it feels so familiar, why I like it, because it's like, it feels like I've seen that, like sure. I've been in that passenger seat. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. So. That's, that's good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a, there's kind of a, that's, maybe that's kind of what I was talking about with the pop sensibility, because mm-hmm. there is something, in all of them, there's something generic about the work. Mm-hmm. And so, whether it's what's being painted on top or the photographs themselves, mm-hmm. there tends, tends to be something that is kind of generic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a good challenge. I think for me, it's an exciting challenge. Um, not to do away with how generic they are, mm-hmm. but, um, to infuse some level of specificity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 You want something personal for you, but also be like sort of reachable to others. Right. I guess. Yeah. 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 Definitely something that I'm thinking about in my own work currently right now. <laughs> sure. Same. <laughs> Yeah. Same. I was just working everything out. Working yeah. everything out. Because you never really going to know how it's functioning, right? No. Like yeah. For other people. Yeah. Like, yeah. they can tell you all they want, but you will never really know, mm-hmm. um, which is a mind fuck. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's really it's really hard to make something that is, you know, personally readable, but then also people get the same read with a different story that they have. Yeah. You know? And it's hard to be like, okay, well, you're, I need, I need to say something that is like very similar to what I'm feeling and I need to make other people feel something similar about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I kind of gave up on that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think if like people like, if I think a painting is like really happy, um, mm-hmm. which I really strive to make like optimistic work. Mm-hmm. I really, it's just cause it's really hard to do that. <laughs> what like sincerely mm-hmm. like um like i'm really into the band oasis i like that band a lot and okay. i feel like their music does that well you know and they mean it you know it's not ironic but mm-hmm. if someone's like yeah this painting is fucking depressing <laughs> i'm not gonna be like damn you <laughs> you know yeah. like it, it is what it is so yeah. yeah well oasis you could give like a bittersweet sure yeah you know? yeah yeah just it's like it's happy and then also, you know, you can, you can, you can have like a, you know, nostalgic, bittersweet read on it as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, me, you know, I, 
yeah. I see I see that in the paint. Bring it back to the artwork. I see that in the painting. It's you know it's, it's not a, it's not a bad memory, but it's sort of just like, oh well, this was nice, and I'm not here anymore though. Yeah, there is something kind of necessarily. It feels like it's ne- the fleetingness of it feels like it's necessarily bad thing, mm-hmm. and. Maybe that's one function of the work. I haven't really thought about that before, but maybe that is one function of making the work for me mm-hmm. is that it helps me cope with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Not to just mm-hmm. run like a straight up critique here. No, no, no. I mean, <laughs> no. It's appreciated. I mean, yeah, I, I appreciate it. So why did you, why didn't you get a, another studio space after, after graduation? You just decided to do it in your apartment. Oh, I was painting, um, above inner town. Mm. Oh in the apartment there mm-hmm. and then uh for legal reasons i was no longer able to do so it's kind of a uh, bummer yeah it was a bummer but you know we were eating so much on the uh my then roommate and i were eating so much on the couch anyways that we just chucked the dining room and said fuck <laughs> it and we, we just turned it into a studio I, yeah. s- I swear to god my digestion doesn't work if i don't watch youtube while i eat <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. need some kind of. If I don't sit there with a meal in front of me for twenty fucking minutes while I try and find the right YouTube video, yeah, then I don't think that I can do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah, I need to digest some food. I have that too. If someone's sitting with me and we've gotten like fucking five guys or something, mm. and we're looking for something to watch, and they start eating the fries, like, stop, stop gets, it, stop yeah, it, pisses me off. I'm like, well, you wait. For the movie to begin. Yeah. Can you, yeah. Can, you fucking, can you fucking wait? Yeah. Because now we're not eating at the same time. It's driving me nuts. But then I inhale my food and then pause the movie. And I'm like, we're going for a cigarette. <laughs> You're like, I'm yeah. not done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm really, okay, that's great. But I have to fucking smoke cigarettes now that I've eaten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so any uh, favorite type of smokes? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've been... It's been, been, jur- it's been a journey, been man. Lately. It's been a journey. Yeah. Uh, well, I started smoking Marlboro Reds mm. when I was a senior in high school because I didn't know what else to ask for. Oh. Yeah. Then I was on to 27s for a while. The fuck Marlboro are those? 27s. Oh. They're the brown ones. Ugh. I'm from Canada. I don't have these cigarettes. Oh, okay. Not the whole cigarette's brown. I mean, the packaging is brown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and uh, and then those. I was on... Camel Reds, Camel Blues, now back to Marlboro Lights. The gold there ones. There you go. The gold. Those are smoker mom cigarettes. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, just quick and dirty. Yeah. <laughs> the heavy one, I can't do the heavy ones anymore. They I, hurt my lungs. I have no idea what you two are talking about. So. Yeah. <laughs> Rub it in. Start, start smoking. Okay. Can I bomb? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll start smoking in here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see which one's better for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a smokes inside type of place? <laughs> yeah. uh, Definitely not. I used to do that in my old place, and I was like, no more. Yeah. No, no, it no, gets no, gross no. really fast. I, I'm like, no. I'll smoke in other people's houses if they're like a smoke indoors type of place, but sure. I, will, I will never smoke cigarettes in my own house. Yeah. It's fucking disgusting. Yeah. I did it with my, in my first apartment. But you kind of have to. Yeah, yeah. And then you realize that that is the fucking worst idea you've ever thought of. Yeah. Well, we we didn't until it was too late, and I was like, <laughs> oh, "What are we gonna do now?" Yeah. yeah. We would all try not to. I remember once we, uh, <laughs> for a week we were like, "No more smoking inside." <laughs> it and never then works, we caved 
so oh. fast. Someone lit one up, and we were like, fuck it, fuck it all. Yeah. yeah. The second that somebody starts lighting a cigarette inside, especially if you're at a party, everybody's like, okay, time to... I mean, I, like, in Canada, everybody smokes. Yeah. For one. Um, so if somebody lights a cigarette inside at a party, then there's just like... 15 other people are just like well i guess somebody broke the seal so time to just start chain smoking indoors right i'm glad they didn't that didn't happen at the my halloween no not halloween the opening yeah they, yeah at my uh <laughs> my fucking apartment some some like undergrad that i don't even know there's like i don't know there's like 30 of us there but in in, in the apartment a kid I guess I'll, yeah, I guess I'll call him a kid, whatever. He seemed like he was like 18. You're, you're 32, you can do that. <laughs> I can. He walks up the stairs. We told him already not to smoke inside. Yeah. He just like walks up the stairs after making out with somebody. <laughs> with like a lit cigarette. Uh, I live on the second floor. Opens the door, walks. This is a party you're hosting? Yeah. Okay. Walks into the, yeah, the living room and then kitchen where everybody was and just with like, a what lit the cigarette? Fuck? Yeah, with a lit cigarette. Just like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we told, we just, told you. <laughs> that's so disrespectful. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, oh man. I would, <laughs> I would smoke cigarettes in my bedroom in my parents' house. Oh. Like a fucking idiot. Oh. Just really disrespectful. Yeah. I, I should have just like walked to the park. But. Yeah. The, oh, man, there, was this, there were these people that I would get uh, like dragged into hanging out with. Um, and we'd like sit around like pass around one fucking guitar and just like play oh, half a song and then somebody would be like here can you hand that over here um and then they would just like this like this guy would just fucking rip smokes in his room like just with the windows closed oh, and man. then everybody would light and up and you guys would just be passing a cigarette around well, or pass, passing guitar around passing a guitar <laughs> around and like four four 17 year olds smoking cigarettes in this Damn. guy's room it's just so gross disgusting what kind of stuff did you guys mm. play oh nothing good yeah. <laughs> 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 nothing fucking good. i was kind of pushing it with that question <laughs> <laughs> yeah there's a bunch of people trying to come up with their own songs oh, but man. it just like wasn't wasn't happening yeah yeah they're like do you want to do a do you want to do like a four bar blues jam right now and yeah. i'd be like no i do not <laughs> yeah did you see did you have you gone to any openings recently? oh yeah have you seen anything good is there something that you're going to go to um Vincent LaRouche, LaRouche, something like that, mm-hmm. has an opening at M. LeBlanc mm-hmm. that I'm excited for, I believe. I might have to cut this out because I could be wrong, but I think that's coming up. <laughs> okay. Um, Salk uh, has Liz's show. Liz's show, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we saw we that. Mentioned we saw that, that one. Yeah, yeah, really good. Um, I know in LA, uh, Just Nord. Ortiz has a show opening, I believe, next week at um, Emma Gray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Justin's amazing. Uh, I wish I could go to LA for that. Um, Maybe we have some LA listeners. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. If you're in LA, go check out Justin Ortiz's show. Mm-hmm. Emma Gray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Emma Gray. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go to like um, that many openings. Mm-hmm. Like, I try to go see shows that i'm really interested in but when it comes to openings it's uh maybe like four galleries that i consistently go to mm-hmm. um what are those galleries yeah <laughs> what what are the what are the galleries and... that you <laughs> so like, go to? sure like the three galleries 
that I pretty much go all their openings are HG, Sulk, Emil Blanc, and Devening Projects. Or those are four. Mm. But do you guys want to see some work? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Here, I can show you guys those ones you were talking about in person. All right. Yeah. I can bring it over to you if you guys want All right, cool. Portfolio. Okay, yeah. These are the ones you... Would you describe it as like morning dew? Yeah. like a, Well, there was one specific if we come across it yeah, all. Yeah, sure. Uh, we'll talk about it. Mm -hmm. This definitely reminds me of like I'm, I'm walking. Yeah. And like I've, I've spotted something. What's interesting about it is like my mom's friends, like these are all Chicago except for the one of the guy hiking of my dad. Mm -hmm. But um, my, one of my mom's friends thought that they were taken in Hoboken, hmm. oh, which is really? interesting that like, I don't know, there's like a parallel between my neighborhood and, mm -hmm. and Chicago and Hoboken um, or that I'm drawn to the similar kind of imagery. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, hmm. I like that. So do you ever think, are these, these are the actual pieces then? Yeah. Do you ever think of like enlarging them as well? And yeah, then I mean them? like those, I mean these new ones are going to be enlarged basically the reason i started doing these is i was going back to new jersey for a while and i didn't want to lose momentum mm -hmm. and i just started printing these mm -hmm. inkjet prints and doing like dry media on them mm -hmm. like pen and marker and chalk pastel and colored pencil yeah and i ended up realizing people like really seem to like them and it was also nice because the rest of the work just from a, again, from a material perspective takes longer. Um, even just gluing paper to panel mm -hmm. <laughs> is a, you know, there's a technical challenge to that. And so being able to do these in like three hours, four hours, you yeah. know, was like really satisfying. I mean, I haven't made work that quickly in a while. Mm -hmm. And also, frankly speaking, it was cheaper. <laughs> So, yeah. you know, cool. I, these could be very easily be framed um, and cropped, but yeah, I don't know. It's like, it was really, I mean, all during my entire time in undergrad, teachers told me they were like, you need more room to play. Mm -hmm. Like everything is like, just like you're treating as really precious. Like you need room to just pump things out and mess around. And I really struggled. Like I knew they were probably right. Yeah, totally. They're usually right. I just... <laughs> It's hard to find, like, you need to have the right way to do that for you. Mm -hmm. And it took me a while to find that. And I feel like I've kind of just found that. Mm -hmm. So I'm really excited about that. And, you know, even working those, the one that we were describing earlier yeah. of Jake in Mississippi with the sunset, um, you know, uh, working on a piece that's 30 by 40, that's the biggest I've gone in a little while. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's intimidating. And so, I mean, I really want to... Um, try to approach it with the same with the same approach <laughs> as uh the uh the drawings that i've been doing not feeling that pressure too much because then you i feel like if you feel the pressure you start tightening up oh yeah you gotta stay loose mm -hmm. yeah that's how I'm free yeah yeah <laughs> like you're gonna overthink the the work itself yeah and then it just becomes a mess in your mind sure and also it just just fucks you up mentally. Yeah, if it's and it stops being fun. Yeah, and if it's not fun, there's. I mean, I don't really see the point. I mean, it's obviously it's not fun in the same way that like 
drinking's fun, <laughs> yeah. but like it's like more fun the way that like reading is fun. But it shouldn't be like <laughs> yeah. it shouldn't be like a complete. For me, I don't feel like it should be like a complete. <laughs> yeah, go into the studio sluggish. and sigh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't feel like it shouldn't feel like you're um, like obligated. Yeah. yeah, and it's like really important to live a life outside of painting. I feel like yeah, mm-hmm. uh, that was like a big. I tried to detach. Like it used to be like fucking live and die by the last painting you made like mm. if it went well then you're feeling good about yourself and if it didn't you're feeling kind of down yeah it's way too volatile to even think like that so mm-hmm. i try not to you know get too down myself or pat myself on the back too much mm-hmm. whichever yeah. way it goes yeah which is hard to do that it's definitely a skill oh yeah to, to develop to be able to be okay with you know, the work that comes out, I yeah. guess. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not just the work either. Sometimes it's like you're working on yourself too. You gotta like, you gotta yeah. like fucking like, yeah. oh, like I got, I'm, you're stressing about just the work in front of you. Like there's definitely like some underlying stuff too. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really lucky. I'm in like a, not to overshare, but I felt like I've been in a really good place with it recently because mm-hmm. it all feels like one big thing. Mm-hmm. Painting doesn't feel different from doing chores. Doesn't feel different from hanging with friends. Mm -hmm. I don't think I've kind of stopped thinking about it that way, and I've been way more productive. Yeah, which has really helped. Not something that exists like outside of your life, I guess. Yep. If that makes sense. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it's just one thing. Because then it's like, all right, now it's time to paint. Now (laughs) it is time to do laundry. (laughs) Now it is time to hang with friends. Yeah, and it's like especially when you're painting from home, I feel like it's that balance. It's like, for me, it's been really important. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Cause your work area is like in the middle of your, of your place. So yeah. it, you definitely, I'm in it. You're yeah. in it. Yeah. You're in it. Yeah. Versus some people would be like, no, I need this to be completely separate. Like I can't, I can't come home and fucking think about this. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was a struggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. At least you have that divider. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the TV in the in your studio. Someone was telling me I should put up like a I should put up like a curtain or a bed sheet. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just as like a mental separator. But I feel like that would be like eerie or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people come in here and be like, Why is here? this here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why do you have this blocked off area? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, or to get to the back of the house, you got to go through a curtain to like go to the bathroom. It's like, yeah, no, yeah. we're not. Yeah. This, this is where I do my uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come into the back, please. Yeah. <laughs> but it's also fucked because like when I'm weighing down. So I, after I glue the paper onto the panels, I've started oh, cool. ironing them because it's more efficient. But what I used to do is I'd weigh them down mm-hmm. uh-huh. and I have these like weights. And so people would come over and it would just be like two panels with trash bags in between <laughs> to protect the image. Yeah. And then they're facing each other. They're sandwiched with just a bunch of weights mm. spread evenly on top. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like when people would, uh, or sometimes when I do video, I'll do like a, like green screen or blue screen stuff, but requires me to cover myself in blue paint. Oh yeah. <laughs> like non-toxic blue paint. Sure. You feel um, nuts. Yeah. And I feel yeah. nuts. So I like leave my room where I've moved all of my furniture and like duct tape like, a <laughs> fake green screen to the wall and like, um, 
like run to the bathroom to yeah. take a shower, but I'm like covered in blue paint. Yeah. No, I used to make paintings with sand and I was really paranoid that the sand, well, firstly, the sand was uh, discoloring my paint because they were all white paintings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the sand was, well, firstly, it was um, sandbag sand. Mm-hmm. It's a little uh, different than beach sands. It's like more rocks. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I would filter out the bigger rocks. So I built my own filter. <laughs> or built i fucking just drilled holes in a piece of plastic <laughs> but of the right size mm-hmm. so i'd filter that sand out then i would clean the sand mm-hmm. to get all the mud out and the dust to make it archival Damn. and to make sure it didn't discolor my paint then i would spread the sand out evenly on a piece of brown paper really thin yeah and leave it for 24 hours so it could dry and i could use it and i was like what am I doing? I'm like a fucking caveman yeah, playing like, with rocks. Yeah. If nobody, yeah, if nobody, <laughs> no, if you, somebody that wasn't going to art school yeah, yeah. and just like stepped into your space and just like, what the fuck are you doing? No, even people yeah. in art school were like, you get it together, son. <laughs> you, yeah. You've done any weird shit, Ryan, in your, in your own home I mean, yeah. for, for artwork. Yeah. Sand covering yourself in blue paint. What have you done for your art? (laughs) (laughs) I have. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to see if I actually brought it into my own apartment. I don't. The only thing I've done in my apartment so far has just been painting. But I would recently. I think we talked about this too. Is that we made a like I made a mold of uh, of a manhole covering. Okay. Yeah. And then. So I had to, and that was like around my apartment. Uh, there's just like this blue, so basically you have this blue uh, blue thing on, in the middle, that's laying in the middle of the night, covering a manhole covering. And so I walked, I had to walk away from it. Sure. And some person just like, while it was drying, flipped it, o- flipped it up halfway. Oh, what dick. <laughs> but, Who did that? I mean, what, but where, what are you gonna do? You know, it's like who's like they're walking by. Who the fuck is like what's this blue shit that's on the ground, right? Because yeah. they probably have never seen silicone drying mm-hmm. before, like the blue. Silicone. Yeah, but that annoys me though. Because who's like mm, I'm gonna touch it? <laughs> I, I, I don't I, like I, that. I don't know. Um, but that's the only thing I've done really. Yeah. And nothing. Nothing too. I'm not covering myself in blue paint. Yeah, or... the thing. I mean, that's that's a good yeah. answer. I feel like that. Though. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with that was that it was a fantastic idea, and um, the video that I made where I covered myself in blue paint um, was not even the final fucking project. <laughs> like it did, like it didn't really even see the light of day. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that that happens all the time though. That happens all the time, right? Like yeah, you work on something and it's just like oh yeah i've I've done i've done the craziest thing that i've done thus far and it's not Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna see this yeah well that's like fortunately and unfortunately you know making work there is not a one-to-one relationship between not as direct a one-to-one relationship between effort and you know the byproduct of that you know yeah if we were basketball players we could each shoot 100 free throws for the next month and i promise you by next month we'd be way better at shooting free throws yeah but you know we could each you know work on something for a super long time over the next month like it doesn't mean i like to believe that 
as artists or whatever, you're better off having done that and putting that work forward, but it's not going to translate in the same way too. So like, you know, I feel like every artist contends with that, right? Like yeah. just that. I made a big painting over the summer, over the summer, but then like a week ago, you, I just painted it black. Yeah. <laughs> like painted over the entire thing. Like this is not working for me. This yeah. is, isn't, it was in that stage where I've done enough. Yeah. But I can't, it's not, it's still not finished, but there's that in between where it's just like, it's not, it doesn't work, but I can't do anything more to it. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes the best stuff happens really quickly mm -hmm. and sometimes it's like super laborious. And mm -hmm. I, yeah, I had a professor one time who was like, if you can do it in five minutes, then do it in five minutes. And yeah. I, I carry that very close with me. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> if I can do it in five minutes then I'm going to I'm gonna do it in That's five great. minutes. That's great. Yeah, I like that. Where can people find you? My Instagram is Max Capus. Max That's Kappas. it. Just my That's name. That's it. C-A-P-U-S. My website is currently down. Mm. I'm redoing it, but normally it's just maxcapus.com. But it will be maxcapus.com again yep. soon. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. And uh, yeah. thank you, guys. Well, thank you for yeah, coming thanks on the for podcast. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah. Uh, and you can find us over at porous underscore 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 yeah. on Instagram. And you can find me at sad party clown on Instagram. And you can find me, Ryan, at ry dot l-u-c-a-s underscore. Yeah. I know one is better than the other. There's a username that's better than the other here, and it's not Ryan's. It's, it's not mine, sadly. And I wish I could change it, but I can't. But you can't change it. It's okay. I don't know. I'll deal with it, I guess. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, thank you, guys. <laughs> thank <laughs> thank, you, thanks for listening uh, yeah. to the Porous Gallery podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. See ya. Okay, bye. Bye.